0: The Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Jesus, Jesus. Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying... "'Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?' He said to him, "'What is written in the law? How do you read it?' And he, the lawyer, answered, "'You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself.' And he said to him, "'You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live.'" But he, the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, that lawyer, he desired to justify himself. By his questions and his answers, it is clear that he felt that he was special, that he was right, and that he was whole. By his questions and answers, the lawyer was demonstrated that he supposedly had it all together and that he was worthy of eternal life. And get this, he was trying to get Jesus. Yes, he was trying to get Jesus to applaud him and approve of how great that he was. The lawyer thought that he could win great glory from Jesus because of his supposed godliness. However, Jesus would play no such game. And so to smash this lawyer's religious snobbery and his self-deception, Jesus told him a story. And if you look at our gospel lesson, and if you listen closely, you will realize that this story is a setup. Yes, it is a setup. You just heard the story, but let us hear it again. A man was journeying from Jerusalem to Jericho, traveling down a steep and windy road where he fell among some robbers, and those robbers, they took everything from him, and they left him for dead. And there he laid, this poor man, helpless on the side of the road, injured beyond his own ability to take care of himself, and without any help from someone else, he would surely die. And so we hear in Jesus' story that a priest, yes, a priest, he comes by and he looks at the man, but then he goes on his way. Well, then a Levite comes along in the same place, and he looks and he sees the injured man, and then he, what? Goes on his way. Now we must pause here. What is the Lord trying to accomplish and set up in this story for us? Well, he is convicting all of us for every time that we walk by another person in, in need, going on our merry old way without wanting to get our hands dirty with their pain. But there's something far more profound that Jesus is doing in this story. And that is this. He is demonstrating how the Levite and that priest saw the problem of the man in the ditch and then they did nothing. The priest and the Levite may have even said to themselves, yep, that fellow, he's going to die. But then they failed to act. In other words, the priest... And that Levite, they show us how God's law works. We hear about this in our epistle reading from the epistle of Galatians. You see, God's law shows us what is good and what is right and what is true. The law reveals to us the problem and what needs to be done. However, like that Levite and that priest who saw what needed to be done and then they did nothing We too do not do what needs to be done as well. And my friends, when we do not do what needs to be done, we are certainly not justified. We're not right. We are not whole, but we are sinful. This is what the lawyer was not getting that day. He had all the right answers. He knew God's law, for he was an expert at the law. He knew what needed to be done. However, he did not do it. And Jesus, through this story, showed that lawyer that even though that he knew what was righteous and what was good, that he was not righteous and good because he did not do what was righteous and good. Frankly stated, this lawyer, he could talk the talk. Yes, he could certainly talk the talk, but he did not walk the walk. He was a hypocrite at best, he was a sinner you see dear friends God's law it calls us to love our Lord God with all of our heart with all of our soul and with all of our strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves and if you understand that God's law is about perfect love towards God and perfect love towards our neighbor well then good that is good to know that God's law is all about love towards God and love to our neighbor. If you know that, wonderful. That is good. That is profound. But knowing the law and doing the law are two different things. You see, the law not only calls you to set God above everything else and direct all of your thoughts and all of your knowledge and all of your insights towards Him, but to do the same in acts and deeds. God's law calls us to commit to God's will in all that we have in body and soul and mind to not only know it, but to do it. Now keep in mind that this is easier said than done. You see, this is not a partial calling to God's love. It is not a partial calling to love our neighbor with a half-hearted attitude. You see, what this looks like is this. To do God's law, to actually walk the walk, you should let love spread throughout your whole body, your whole being into every single part of you. From your head to your foot, inside and out, all that you do should be captivated by love. You see, to go the way of the law, to walk the walk, to go the way of love, no hate should be in the heart no resentment should be in the face there should be no grumbling tongues no apathetic eye rolls and no frowning are allowed if you are to do god's law you are to love and delight in god completely never annoyed to read your bible never annoyed to read your bible never hurried to get through the catechism and yes to always love and delight to come to this place to this church And with your neighbor, you should not see anything filthy in your neighbor. You should always put the best construction on your neighbor, never giving in to gossip. Your mouths should not speak any evil, and your hands and feet need to be innocent to only going the way of goodness. In short, to do the law, to be good and right and whole, all of your thoughts, all of your deeds, all of your actions must be clean. Yes, all of your deeds must be kind. All of your words must be pure and uplifting. And get this, even your ears. Yes, those ears must filter out the negative and only hear the best construction on your neighbor. And there's more. To go the way of the law, to go the way of perfect love, you should desire to die a thousand times over than anger God with just one sin. Now, with that stated, how are you doing this morning? Have you done enough? Have you loved to perfection? Have you loved enough? Have you given enough? Has love permeated your whole body completely and wholly? You see, my friends, if you go the way of making that popular love sign and you gush about feelings of love and you hashtag love and you think that you've done enough to love... Well, you are living a lie. Yes, if you think that you have done enough, that you have somehow racked up enough brownie points of love before God, then you are severely deceiving yourselves. You see, when we look at the Ten Commandments, yes, when we look at those Ten Commandments, we not only learn what we should do, but we quickly learn what we do not do. We learn what love looks like. And we learn that we fail to love God and that we fail to love our neighbor properly. This is what Jesus was showing that lawyer in that story. He was showing the lawyer and us that simply knowing the law and gushing about love in social media hashtags is not enough. He was showing the lawyer and us that we are not complete, that we're not whole, that we're not justified because we do not do the love of law perfectly. We do not rightly love, which means that we are not right ourselves. And so what we are learning this morning with that lawyer is this, is that we're the same, that you and I, that we are the same as that priest and that Levite. That priest and a Levite, they saw that poor half-dead fellow on the side of the road, and they did nothing for him because they neither had love for God or for their neighbor And we, too, know God's law, but every single day we do not do it with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind. Truth be told, this is tough to hear. You and I, we are probably much more closer to that poor, half-dead man on the side of the road than that priest and that Levite. You see, my friends, when God's Ten Commandments do their work on us, They reveal to us that we do not love the way that we ought to. And there's more. This is the setup. This is the whole setup that Jesus had for that lawyer. The setup for us is the law does something more. It shows us just how dark, shows us just how depraved our sinful nature runs through our veins. It just shows us how dark and depraved this sinful nature is. This law helps us see that we have been beaten up by our sin, It reveals to us our sickness of sin, and it makes us aware of our misery. And so the law helps us understand that we cannot do anything to inherit eternal life. The law helps us to realize that the only thing that we have earned is damnation. God's law, even though it is difficult and what it does to us, is good and true. It is good and true but keep in mind that god's law has no power to help us out of the ditch of our sin god's law cannot restore us or heal us the law only identifies our problem of sin and that is why we need something more that is why we need someone like that good samaritan to come to our rescue consider that parable yet again my friends That priest and that Levite, they just scurried on by that poor man in the ditch. But that good Samaritan, he came to help. That good Samaritan, he he came down into that ditch. He touched that man, that half-dead man. He washed him and he anointed him. He bound his wounds and he provided a time of recuperation, paying whatever cost it would take to recuperate that man so he would get back on his feet. Now, do you realize what is going on in this text? Do you realize what is going on in this gospel reading? That great Samaritan in that story, that great Samaritan in that story that bound up those wounds of that man, that great Samaritan who came to his need, this is our Jesus. This is our gospel that we have this morning. You see, your God did not pass by and does not pass by you and me who lay in the ditch of our sin. Your God came and comes all the way to where you are at, not only in putting on flesh, but coming to carry our sins. That is what Jesus' cross was all about. Him reaching into the depths to bring you and me forgiveness. Like that Samaritan who brought that man to an inn, Jesus, our good Samaritan, has brought you to this church and given you his word to be that medicine of forgiveness that is continually delivered to you week after week after week, restoring you unto salvation. And so, my friends, we see that the law shows you and me our lack of love. It does. No doubt about it. We see our lack of love when we look at God's law. It shows us that we cannot justify ourselves, that we cannot make ourselves right. It shows us that we cannot scrub hard enough to get that stain of sin out. However, on the other hand, the gospel shows you and me our good Samaritan Jesus the Christ. Daily the law shall remind you and your remind you of your inability to properly love and your failure to justify yourself, but the gospel, yes, the gospel continually declares to you that you have a good Samaritan that loved you and out of pure gift declares you righteous, declares you justified. Dear baptized saints, this is our hope today. This is our joy today. You and I are not left dead in the ditch of our sins unjustified, but rather you have a good Samaritan. His name is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only one who has fulfilled the law and does not pass by sinners. He is the one who binds your wounds and justifies you by loving you from that manger to the cross and from the cross to that empty tomb. This is your Good Samaritan. This is your Jesus. This is your justification, your hope, your love, and your joy. In the name of Jesus. Thy strong word speaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The The Lord bless and and keep you.